0: Hello, my name is Ben. Hi, I'm Jenna. And we are the hosts of the Two Vague Podcast. This week, how are you doing, Jenna?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How about Excellent. you?
0: Excellent. I am doing fine. It's a wonderful day. We've uh, we've got a a great word that we're going to talk about today, and that word is going to be tarot. Let's start out talking about you and how you started doing. To tar- you do tarot readings? Yeah. I, uh, for yourself and for others?
1: Yeah, I um I have a tattoo. It's for the Ace of Swords also. So it's like stamped on my body like, right. oh my God, uh, she does tarot. But um, yeah, I do tarot readings for like me and my friends. Okay. And then like if I have my deck, which currently I don't because I'm a failure. But like if I have my deck, I'll like <laughs> it's do probably, it. It's probably better that yeah, you don't. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I know if you want be... your cards read on this
0: it's not so much that it's more that i would probably be looking at all the artwork oh, and, and probably I, yeah. like the the artwork and
1: i have like cool cards where it's like the decks like the deck is in like watercolor almost oh, okay so it's pretty to look at yeah, also. But, yeah. Um,
0: i had a deck one time when i was dabbling in in tarot when i was in my 20s that was a king arthur legends nice. one that was really cool nice. but, uh, but i looked at it mostly just because of the yeah the artwork and I did all the whole thing like you had to have it covered. You had it, You covered it with a cloth and all those things <laughs> yeah. that I was told that I had to do yeah. with it. The swords, the pentacles, the cups, and the other thing. The wands? The uh, wands. Wait,
1: yeah, that's the one we were missing. I don't know why I forget that one. It just I, doesn't resonate with me as much apparently. I don't yeah,
0: know. Wands. <laughs> we talked about this briefly before we started the show. Mm-hmm. Your religion and your upbringing was very different than so what it different. is right now,
1: yeah it's I'm like completely one eighty like a different person. It's actually crazy like i haven't I haven't really talked to anybody from my hometown that knew me when I was super super Catholic and like Catholic schoolgirl growing up seventeen years old eighteen wanting to like be a nun okay, um, so I don't know, it's like very weird to like meet people that like you know know me as something different or like tell people like oh yeah, I like Grew up super Catholic, and I say like that I wanted to be a nun thing. Well, I did, but like also I use it like it's like shock factor just to tell you like how Catholic I really was. Right, right. It um, kind of
0: gives you an idea. Yeah, right? people I'm, understand that.
1: Yeah, and they're like, whoa, like you know I was telling Phoenix, and then she like could not even believe it. Right. Um, and she, you know, she didn't know me then or anything like that. I went to private school from like literally kindergarten to like twelfth grade. Okay. Um, my parents put me in that. I grew up in Yuma, which is like very conservative. A lot of people there are religious, and right. um it's very Mexican, so Catholic. Catholicism is, like, a big part of it. I grew up in that, and then I didn't really have, like, that great of a relationship with my parents either. So I think that that kind of pushed me more into it because I had all these adults just telling me, like, validating me, you know, that, like, I was doing good and, like, going further in that religion and, like, gaining their approval with something I was, like, really wanting to get, Right,
0: right. And as a a child, that's kind of what you want. You want you want the acceptance of those around you.
1: Yeah, I was in, like... A bunch of different clubs. I would... Okay, this is like my senior year of high school, junior year of high school. This is like my peak religious experience. I would wake up in the morning at like five, right? And this is like on a school day. I'd wake up at five. I would go to like the mass that my church had like in the mornings okay, from like
0: a regular morning mass.
1: Yeah. They would have like a, it was like a mini one, but I, I would go from like five 45, <sighs> the, the mini morning. Yeah, mass. <laughs> it was like five 45 to like six 30 or something like that. Okay. Then I would like go get my latte or my coffee or whatever. And then I would like do my homework and then I would go to school, go to school all day. I would get out of school. Then I would go, I was in sports too. Okay. So I would like go to my sports practice or whatever I had going on. And then afterward I would go to my church um, youth group that I was in, I would go to their meetings too. And I would right. go to their meetings on the weekends. So it was like my entire life basically was that. It was I, just a schedule. So yeah. so
0: you did that pretty much like your entire high school?
1: Um, I did that for like the last two years where it was like the peak most religious that I was. I would do that. And then I also went on like a couple mission trips, which is like oh, okay. so like white savior- complex of me. Yeah. 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 Now I would never ever do that. But did you
0: experience things on your trips though that were that were eye-opening and and things like that? Or did you were you so focused on the religion that you kind of missed those things?
1: I was invited to go on it um by my old middle school teacher. He had invited me to do it and it was working with indigenous children over in northern Canada. And gotcha. we would go for a week and a half and we, they would go every year. So
0: like the Inuits and, and things yes, like that. Yes. Yeah?
1: The first nations people right, over right, there. Right. Um, and they tried to do, it was like with another third party company called lamp okay. um, that like works with indigenous groups over there. We went and there was some cultural training that they gave, but I don't think that there was enough emphasis on the whole school system that the Protestant people had set up in like the mid 1900s to basically drive out any, indigenous culture because that's what they were trying to repair was that relationship that was ruined by that and is still continuing to be ruined because I think the last school that closed down was like in 2006 or something ridiculous, but obviously like being, 15, so of, 16, and like from Yuma, right. I didn't know any of that. And right. I should have done my own research, but I didn't because I was ignorant.
0: But I mean, you were also young and, and things were, yeah. and, and you were focused on something different at that point in time. Exactly. So I don't think yeah. be, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it too much. It, it's the the path of, of your life. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: for sure. And I now know better, which is like all that matters that I've now educated myself. And I know I've read about those things now that I'm out of it. Um, right. Like about what those people had to go through. And I actually took a class where there was some emphasis on that whole what, system and everything. What
0: is it that you're studying again? You're studying- I'm a
1: double major. I'm psychology and philosophy. Okay. Um, so I'm it was a philosophical? Ethics. Yeah. I took a, like, a history of Christianity class and then that okay. was like something that they talked about because it was so recent right. when I did take that class. And that was at a Catholic school. So there was some Catholic emphasis, but also my professor was pretty objective, which I appreciate, especially because that was like, my freshman year of college, when I just left Yuma, so I still wasn't super liberal or anything. Right. I was still trying to, like, figure it out, I guess. So I grew up like that. I was super religious. My senior year, I it was, like, my peak religious experience where I, like, would get awards. I actually got a couple of awards and, like, was in the paper for it, like, for this award that I got. It was... Insane now looking back on it, but
0: like a religious philanthropy. It was like
1: there was some other people that also got it from like different high schools like throughout the district. But I know that the teachers and like the parishes, the separate ones, would kind of come together and like think of high school students that like made a religious impact or something, and then it was under like a saint name. But they had like a small column in the paper, and like I was under it that I got this award and all this stuff. But Yeah, so that was, like, my peak.
0: When that happened, was that something that you were proud of at the time, or did you understand, or is that kind of when the light started going on?
1: I was proud of it at the time, Um, also because I put so much work into it, into, like, setting up this whole image that, like, I was so, like, devout to God, and, like, I was so Catholic, and, like, that was who I was, the validation factor, and, like, also it was, like, a big part of my personality trait, like, people knew me as that, so I felt, like, almost... I kind of had to, like, keep that going. But also, I was actually, like, really depressed, like, uh, on my own. Like, I would go home and be, like, kind of sad like and, like, kind of, like, self-loathing because also a big part of being, you know, religious or devout to God is, like, what you do is wrong. You're born with original sin. So I felt like I had to almost, like, overcompensate to try to get that back maybe right? because that was, like, you know, so all-consuming for me right. you know at the time also I am bisexual and I think that that having any type of like feeling towards women like growing was, up or was like also a depression yeah thing. was like I felt like I had to overcompensate and try to like be like okay I'm sorry like I don't know what else to do so I kind of just like working 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 trying to like get you know, salvation or whatever yeah, it was like, that I was. Or maybe I'm
0: like, did you think maybe I'm being punished or something like that? Yeah.
1: Or? And also like, I would just hear so many like homophobic comments or like right. the Catholic view on, you know, gay people is that it's wrong and that they should be celibate, right. which like that is like crazy to me to like think. And they almost treat it like a choice. Like I actually went back to Yuma a couple weeks ago and I was at a bar with um, one of my friends and, then this guy that I actually went to church with, he like came up to me and we were talking and then he was asking me how I was. And I was like, dude, it's so crazy. Like, I'm such a different person now. I'm agnostic, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't believe in any of that anymore. And then he was like, whoa, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And then I told him like, yeah, it's because I'm bi. Like, I think that that was a big part of it for me. Like that right. transition needed to happen for me to like love myself kind of. Right. And he was like, he started preaching to me at the bar right? Like, and like right. telling me all this stuff about Matthew, how... I what's it called should you know reject that and I need to think about the afterlife and like how my afterlife's going to be if I decide to choose that and choose is like one of the things that I think really upsets me is it's like that whole side the Catholic side they think that like we're choosing this right. when it's like no like that's not how it works and that kind of was like validating to me like wow this is exactly why I like was so sad and like experiencing that whole like self-hatred and everything was because of like this whole message that they're portraying to everybody. You know what I mean? Right. That was a big one for me that just recently happened. But
0: I do have a question with the, the person who's saying it's you and focusing on you. I think we mentioned this when we talked before the show about how religion is centering on the self. Being, yeah, be, yeah, being a not well for the lack of a better word, a selfish being. Yeah. When something like that, and, and this, you said this is relatively a new sort of thing. Being back to Yuma, right, and yeah. this happening to you, yeah, it seems like you would be well equipped to discuss those sorts of things and quote various passages about. But I mean, did you even engage in that, or did you know that was not something that would be? beneficial to either of you i mean what how did you respond to that
1: i kind of was shook like i was flabbergasted let's like i was honestly so surprised that he would even have i don't want to say like have the nerve because also like
0: he doesn't know well yeah he's, he's still immersed in that culture right yeah
1: exactly and also i feel like a tendency with I don't want to, like, hate on anybody, but, like, religious people is that they kind of will push their ideas or their faith on you and think that they're doing the right thing.
0: Right. Which, like, and he
1: told me, like, oh, I'll pray for you if that's okay. Which, like, I know that's him telling me, like, I still care about you and I want you to, like, be doing good. Right, Right. So, I I was okay with it, but, I mean, I didn't, I wanted to engage in it, but also I was, like, we were at the bar, I was a little drunk. But, like, (laughs) I mean, I was, like, I don't think that I... I was so like honestly surprised that I wasn't like thinking like, Oh my God, like what am I going to say back or like try to like maybe change it. But I just was like, Whoa, did that really just happen to me right now? Cause I've known that guy like for forever since we were like 13 Uh and for him to be like, Oh my God, like that makes me so sad. Like, x y and z this is what you should here's this scripture verse that like you should be doing this instead and he also tried to like suggest that because i when i turned 18 i moved to california Mm -hmm. he tried to suggest that me moving to california and like being around people that are you know maybe gay or liberal or anything like that had to do with me changing into that and i was just morphing into that culture and it was Mm -hmm. just really disappointing so i think i was just more surprised of anything to hear that from somebody because you know obviously catholicism and christianity it's supposed to be like you're supposed to love everyone and like you know have that sort of mindset like accepting right. of everybody
0: but since it's focused on whether or not you are going to make it and yes. you are gonna yeah. the things that you do yeah and very, your
1: relationship with god and right. it's very right. like self-centric i guess um so that was a big one but i feel you like know, the self-centric thing though that's what kind of pushed me away from it yeah. you know because it's like With the whole pandemic and then going to college and then learning about all of these terrible things that happen in the world, like with colonialism and then like globalization and like also like mass consumerism and like all of these things where it just wants, you know, the whole system is to keep rich people rich and poor people poor. That kind of made me be like, if God is so good and all this stuff, then how come this is happening? And it's just like never talked about by the church. Right. You know what I mean like it's never touched upon also like the misogyny and the homophobia obviously like a big no for me cuz I feel like if I am going to be into something I have to be 100% agreeing with it and I don't agree with that. So it's right. like why am I going to stay being devout to the Catholic church or devout to God which is associated with that, you know right. what I mean? Right. If that's you know a thing.
0: The closest thing I can I can say to your story as far as what happened to me was when I was in Illinois, I had a friend of mine named Sean, and we were really good friends. The King James Bible is <laughs> yeah. what is that specific? Is that a specific religion that uses the King um, James Bible?
1: Uh, I would say that's more like just off my knowledge. A lot of Baptist communities, I want to say, okay, Baptist. use that? Yes. Okay. It's very archaic. Yeah.
0: So I was going through some really major depression and anxiety and starting to get panic attacks and he found found jesus Mm -hmm. as a part of going to college i would go visit him occasionally at college we were you know like high school friends yeah and we you know same thing like we met when we were in grade school and we were good friends from that point you know all through high school we'd go to the arcade after <laughs> after <laughs> high school and play arcade yeah. games together and stuff. And then I'd go back to his house and, and we'd play <sighs> nerdy Star Trek videos and he was really into Star Trek and we were really into computers and and stuff. So yeah. you know, it was he was a he was a good influence on me in that sense, you know, as far as he was a smart dude. Mm-hmm. But then after he went to school and he had some trouble at school I'm not sure entirely sure he got his degree. He was going into some sort of engineering thing, but he was a heavy drinker. Uh, yeah. When he drank, he got violent. Uh. And I didn't have to experience any of that cuz I was like I was going up there to visit him and then, mm-hmm. you know, I'd leave the, you know, for the weekend or whatever. And I gave him some of my artwork I used to do artwork and it was sort of a, a you know, just kind of like, "Hey, I, you know, this is what I did and, you know, you're a good friend, here you go." And then he later on said to me that he had torn it up during one of his like being very
1: violent and drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, or something. Yeah. Oh.
0: When he said that to me, we kind of parted ways, sort of after yeah, that, you know, because I gave him something that I thought was very special and was he didn't feel the same way, not in a love sort of way, but more of a brotherly love yeah. sort of way, right? we kind of lost touch with each other and then i started having these major anxiety and panic attacks and then he came back into my life and found and found jesus mm-hmm. gave me a king james bible yeah <laughs> and i didn't understand what was happening to me at that point in time so i was reaching out for anything right yeah I learned the the Lord's Prayer at that point in time. I, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that perspective. In retrospect, it was just me not understanding my situation and what I was going through, and that I needed medication or that I needed, you know, to, yeah. to, to needed and help. There's so um, much
1: stigma that's created with everything in religion. In the like, when you look from that context or with right. that background mm-hmm. on everything, like. I've had, like, sexual assault and stuff, right? That's, like, um, obviously, it happens to a lot of people. It's terrible. But then you have, like, priests telling people, like, oh, well, when you get sexually assaulted, a demon or, like, a negative spirit may enter you, and then that's why you become depressed after you're sexually assaulted. Like, that's something that I've heard, like mental illness or like um you know people having problems with their mental health can be oh well this is like a demon or something that's that is in you or something and you need to go to church and like get it cleansed even like i've heard stuff like disease like Uh cancer and those things that's a demon attacking you like it's just crazy that that is like it's a health issue and you're not the sexual assault obviously but like the other things are like a health yeah a health issue and you're taking that and you're demonizing it and you're making it something that is negative when that is, like, a force of nature and that's something that's natural that happens to people and you need, like, you know, scientific help, you know, medication and, and like, those kind of things, yeah. You
0: you say, no, the sexual assault is related to as far as the after effects of that sexual assault. How do you try and navigate? cope cope that, cope with that,
1: yeah. And it's, you know, it's terrible that it's, like, you offer God instead of, like, actual help that's been proven like therapy or right, you know, any right. like good coping mechanism. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I mean insane.
0: Let me just say that I think it did help me temporarily. Mm-hmm. It helped me accept that I was going through something and it was something that I tried. Yeah. But for what it's worth, it didn't didn't really do anything other than open my eyes to to kind of you know, I needed I needed to get help. Right. Yeah. Because it was just another thing I was trying to Without any sort of scientific sort of proof, like Just, lean on, or yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't come from a very religious background. My grandmother on my father's side was Methodist, mm-hmm. and my mother's side they were uh, Lutheran. Okay. And so my father has pretty much always been atheist. Mm-hmm. He was he was always an atheist, and my mother was sort of. Semi-religious, I guess. I don't know how to explain. Like, if you you know do things like go to church occasionally.
1: I I know like it's just like an Easter Christmas yeah type thing. yeah like yeah. yeah it's not it's More not like like, a, like an obligation maybe right, yeah right I and, get what you're saying
0: and and not so much being devoted or anything yeah. like that but you know she is God fearing so to speak or yeah um so my perspective is a lot different than your perspective. So when you said about you wanted to be a nun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is a really interesting I know this has nothing to do with Tarot, but yeah, unless they have
1: it's it's getting there, un- <laughs> you know. Un-
0: unless they have the, the three of nuns. The, oh, the Lord <laughs> nun suit. If you feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah, totally. Um what was that thought process? I mean, is it you wanted to do this because was it acceptance? Was it
1: to be honest, I'm on. I don't even know. I just remember feeling like, well, one day thinking, what if I was a nun? Because I already was so religious at that point. I had people joking with me like, "Oh, Jenna, you're gonna be a nun," right. because that was my personality trait uh, when I was in high school. So I kind of one day was like, "What if I was a nun?" and started thinking that way. Uh-huh. And then there was a nun that taught at my uh, Catholic high school. Right. She's really cool. Even now, like, not being religious, she's, like, a really nice person. So we would just talk. Are
0: you still friends?
1: Uh, no, I wish. That would actually be really cool if we were. But um, I don't know if she would be okay with my <laughs> my with your, um, yeah. very different lifestyle now. But huh. um, we would talk, and then she kind of was, like, telling me about it. And I was like, well, I mean, maybe this is something that I would want to do. And then, I don't know, like, it was just very weird. I, I didn't feel like I had to do it, but, like, I – feel like i almost was like okay i'm committing to this right I mean, like i didn't have to do that you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah. i mean so maybe it was the validation right but there was like a few month period in my life where i wanted to and then i told my priest about it because me and my priest were like super close mm-hmm. um and he told me like well if you're gonna do that i think you should experience life first and like go to college and like if you still want to after college then you should for now you need to be young and like go date and like do all that whole thing and whatever.
0: Which is a very kind of progressive as far as the church is concerned thing yeah. to, to say. Or was he thinking, I mean, we don't know what he was thinking, but it was just basically mm-hmm. that was, that's good advice, right? Yeah,
1: for sure. And I- Experience life. I'm glad that he told me that yeah. because if he had told me like, no, you should be a nun, I don't know what my life would look like right now. Right. If I, <laughs> You know what I mean? Because my yeah. parents, I had told my dad that I was thinking about being a nun and- he was like, if you want to do that, then you should do that. Right. So very strange experience for me. Yeah. Still very fresh. Yeah, too, I yeah? don't even know like what I was thinking, to be honest. I think I just was like, well, if maybe this is what I'm supposed to do because I like being religious so much, right. maybe, and I like being so devout to God so much. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. I think that was like the mindset because also I was 18, and I went through this whole thing my senior year where I was like, I don't know where I want to go to college, and like, I, I've always wanted to like be a therapist and wor- or work with mental health, but mm-hmm. I think that going to grad school, which is what my current plan is, it just sounded so taxing uh-huh. that I was like, I don't know if I should do that or if I want to do that. So that right. was a huge thing for me where I was in a cycle kind of.
0: When did that start, do you think? I mean, it seems to me that there's a commonality. The thing that I draw between a nun and being a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> now, now stay with me here. <laughs> they both want to help. Right. Yeah. It, there's a help associated to being a nun, They're, you're teaching, you're 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 explaining, you're 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 helping people mm-hmm. understand the concepts of whatever the religion is, and and preaching and all that stuff. But but on a different turn, a therapist also does that, not in a religious context. They're trying to help people who need the help who come to them for help. Right.
1: Um I just always I'm a people person. Right. I've always loved talking to people, mm-hmm. loved hearing about other people and how they're doing. Growing up, I always loved giving advice to my friends, which like that sounds so basic and like whatever, but <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like not everybody likes to like have their friends unload on them and right. then give discourse on that or uh-huh. like what they think that they should do and I don't know, I found that I don't really internalize a lot like when people okay. tell me that they've gone through something. I get, I feel sad for them. And like, obviously I want to help, but I don't go home and like get depressed or like sad over that. I kind of will be like, okay, like I don't really internalize it, which is good to to have, I would say. So it's
0: it's good for maintaining mental health. Yeah. I mean, Just just that alone, knowing that you can do so much and you can influence as much as you can. But Mm -hmm. beyond that, you're not responsible
1: and i feel like i'm good at being objective in the situation too right so if someone tells me like oh like this person did this this and that to me i can kind of be like okay well what if they were thinking this Uh based on what you've told me and then that's something too that i feel like people have a hard time is thinking about how the other person feels is having that empathy yeah so i don't know i think that i'm good at coming at those things from a different perspective right so maybe that that is another thing. But I've had yeah. people validate me, so I'm like, maybe this is the right thing to do, you know?
0: You ever use the phrase devil's advocate? <laughs> 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 no, no, probably not. <laughs> probably. No. I don't think I have, actually. No, so. no. The devil's advocate, meaning, like, you you may believe one thing, but you say another thing to, to kind of, you know, to spur on um, a, a meaningful conversation, right? That's yeah. When you say you're the devil's advocate, or you're being the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily saying something from your perspective, you're saying it from the other perspective, Yeah, just to continue conversation and things like that. Yeah, um, That's my contribution to religion, <laughs> this religious discussion, because yeah. I'm not, <laughs> like I said, not very religious. I do have questions about religion. Oh yeah, for um, sure. I'm, I wanted to ask you about the whole body of Christ, the, the whole wafer um, thing, Oh yeah. What what is that? I mean, the only the only other thing I know about Catholicism is "peace be with you" and also with you. That's the – or yeah, right? Like the ending phrase. Is that for what the they say. Yeah. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. Peace be with you and also with you.
1: Yeah, that's like the ending phrase that the priest blesses everyone with, there and all that. Okay. But Mass for Catholics is a ritual, and the ritual is centered around the wafer being turned into the actual body of christ so when the priest like lifts the wafer up and then that little bell is rung Uh and he's i don't know i can't remember what he says but he says something as catholics you believe that that wafer turns into the actual body body of of christ Christ. and that's called transubstantiation very long word that's like a part of it and then everyone eats it and you're basically consuming the body of christ which is like what in the Bible Jesus said to do during the Last Supper. So basically, Catholics believe that during the Mass, you're reliving the Last Supper. Right. In a We're sense.
0: spiritually rel- reliving the Last yes. Supper.
1: Yes. Yes. So that is basically what happens. And then I, what's it called? No, it's a religion. There's like a special goblet for everything. So I was like, it's called the sacristan. But okay. in my peak religious mode i was the sacristan at my high school okay so i like would go and like you set up the cloth and everything has oh, a place okay. it's very ritualistic right everything has a place the mass is the same each time except the readings change so the priest gives a different homily like a different mm-hmm. lesson right and that's all half, it's all from the bible yeah right. and the priest's knowledge and that kind of thing right. um, the, but it, it's very different in that way from other christian denominations i would say you okay
0: know? the homily
1: that's the what the priest. Um, that's the lesson that he gives in reference to the biblical text that's read during like the gospel or whatever. The priest gives the lesson, and then everyone listens, and then the second part of the mass starts. W- starts, which is when the um, the communion is given, and then the whole last supper part happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I
0: didn't know. I thought the homily was something that involved you repeating the thing back to.
1: There is a whole repeating thing though, like during the. Um, what's it called? The Before they do the lifting of the bread and everything. Right. There is a whole the like.
0: transubstantiation? Trans yeah. yeah.
1: There's a whole like thing where you repeat back and forth. So the priest will be holding it and you say something and then he says something and okay. then you repeat it back. But that's not the homily. That's no, different. No, okay. that's a different part. But okay. I mean the idea, yeah.
0: I only know a little bit about it because my my stepmother is is Catholic. Yeah. Um, And I do have friends that are also Catholic. Mm-hmm. So I've. I was at a Catholic um funeral. Okay. And and they did do something with the the transubstantiation as a part of that ritual. Yeah. Is that something that's common too or
1: funerals I'm not too sure about. I okay. have not attended a Catholic funeral in my memory. Right. I might have been like super young. Uh-huh. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if they do the transubstantiation or they have the body of Christ. So like Jesus being like physically present in the room uh-huh. while everything's going on. Right. Um. That definitely wouldn't surprise me if that was that done. That would make sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know too much about that.
0: Okay. One other thing. <laughs> one <laughs> You're other, fine. One other thing I wanted to talk about. You also mentioned something about exorcisms. That whole practice, is that something that is a common ritual because I don't I have no you know my stepmother who is Catholic doesn't ever talk about any kind of like that kind of thing it's very
1: like behind closed doors type thing like when if you're just a regular Catholic going to mass you're not 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 going to ever hear see or whatever about exorcisms because it genuinely freaks people out which is valid but the youth group that I was in uh, my senior year of high school and my junior year I guess I should say They do this skit where basically they have Jesus um, at the end of the skit. And it's like very jarring because it's like a lot of emotional buildup during this skit. Mm -hmm. And they like do a really good job of like pulling you in and then pulling you back out. And like it's like this mime in a box. And then they have like these little dance numbers that are like to rap songs and that kind of thing. And it's like funny and cute. And then they have this one where, well, also, um, granted, the mime is reacting to the dance skits this whole time and like these rap songs and stuff but the people that are performing it can't see the mime, but the mime can see the people.
0: Okay,
1: Right? Okay. So that's what happens for like a good 20 minutes. And then they have Jesus walk out carrying this cross and the mime starts laughing at Jesus carrying the cross. And it's like really jarring because it's like, whoa, that's super different than these little rapskits. But the message is supposed to be like, all this culture on media and social right, society that's the representation yeah, of, of people that. yeah right. it will basically make you like desensitized to like god and like what really is right and all this stuff so that's the message but basically when the mime laughs at jesus you're technically calling on like stuff that isn't a- that is anti-god in that sense okay. or like dark negative spirits supposedly um so during that there was some stuff that happened where like this one kid, but this kid that had already that ended up having these issues, he was basically already messing with stuff. So like he would, he told me that like he would go home and see things and he would kind of like egg it on because he was like, it's kind of interesting. And I was like, I have some experience like seeing spirits and stuff since I was like 12, like in my childhood house. And I had told my priest about that and he told me that it was like normal or whatever kind of runs in my family so like that wasn't a big deal to me but i was like dude don't egg it on that's gonna like make it weird and like you can't do that and he had been experiencing that at home and then that happened with the skit and also like just that whole weekend of everything he kind of had like a little attack or something i guess you would call it an attack i don't really possession i don't know if it was necessarily he was possessed or what it was but it's very much like The whole group was just like praying for him and the there's a the priest like did what he could but there is like specific priests that are for exorcisms and I remember like after the whole retreat and everything where he had like an episode the priest like did what he could and he like felt better they were saying talking about like calling the exorcism priest down and it's like really strange just like the whole concept of it right. i don't i don't like obviously i can't like definitively say like yeah he was attacked because of that skit and like all this stuff but with that right. skit we were like trained as a group a youth group that ran this retreat we were trained that like okay well if something happens during this skit it's because we're calling on this negative thing and right. this negative spirit and be prepared, blah, 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 because you never know what these people have experienced that they're bringing in to this retreat, which I mean true. I think that's why I'm agnostic and not fully atheist um because of that whole spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, I would see spirits in my childhood house um pretty every once in a while, and then I got into church and I started seeing them more. And then I kind of hit a point where I was like, okay, y'all i know you guys exist whatever like don't mess with me anymore because it would be like moving my stuff or like i would walk down a hallway and look down the hallway and it would be at the end of the hallway just like standing there chilling and it kind of just looks like a shadow Mm -hmm. or like an outline or something yeah and it's very vague and like you know it's like opaque though it looks opaque Mm -hmm. when i'm looking at it from far away but um Yeah, I would experience that. So I feel like there is a spiritual aspect to the world. Obviously, though, I'm human and I'm minuscule. And it's like if it is some big, huge, supernatural being that just created everything, what is it to me to understand it? Or like how am I going to even process that if my brain can't even process like how much a trillion dollars is in once, like sitting physically in front of me? You know what I mean? It's kind of impossible. So. Also, the whole thing with me going to college and, like, learning about all this stuff. I feel like also with the pandemic, Black Lives Matter and everything, I'm very liberal. Uh Um, Because I feel that during that time, it was, like, pick a side. That's essentially what happened with society. It was, like, a really big division. And I am super leftist now. And then also with me being, you know, bisexual and everything, I'm for, you know, gay rights and all that. So it's, like, why... You know, why would I be anything else, I guess, in my mind is what is said, you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah.
0: So, I'm connecting this to kind of um, the tarot word, finally. (laughs) Finally, Um, we're getting there. So, you now are really interested in believe or tarot and using tarot cards to guide you in your journey through life or yeah. is it, um. it it's not really a religion <laughs> or yeah. is or is it
1: um i don't think of it as a religion i feel like religion is almost like a culty word like there has to, i feel mm, because of my background i associate the word with religion with like there being other people involved in it being almost that kind of like culty thing uh, tarot for me by cult
0: you mean like a community of people all believing the same thing. yeah and
1: i only say culty because like it it, there's that emphasis on it being all-encompassing right which i feel like should not be a thing at all um already having experienced that but with tarot i kind of just do it it's i'm i self-practice i've self-taught i don't have like some grand tarot master like teaching me all this stuff Mm -hmm. i kind of like read books if i want maybe or i'll read on the internet but then i have my cards and then i kind of when i first started out i kind of would just pull like one card a day and then you look at the meaning and then you're like okay well i'll think about this like little cute meaning while i like live out my day and it's kind of just like a good way to like reflect on yourself like how some people will like journal at the end of their day, or like right. they'll look at like little motivational quotes. That's kind of y- that's, how I think of it. The, the yeah, and for other people, if I do readings, because technically you're not supposed to do readings on yourself, because it's kind of like diagnosing yourself with like a mental disorder. Like it's not accurate at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's right. too um, it's too personal and like so. Uh-huh. You're, you're connected yeah. to it. It's not gonna be correct. So that. I don't do for myself, but, like, I do readings for other people um, if they ask me to Uh um, and they, like, you know, want me to. I don't, like, ever push it on anybody to, like, let me do a reading. Right. Um,
0: My minimal understanding of Tarot is both parties have to be into it and believe in it for for it to do Um, anything or mean anything to that person.
1: Yeah, obviously, if you believe in it, it's going to be more meaningful to you, um, right. or you'll take it more to heart, and you'll think but about it more. But you're
0: thinking it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the, what we tell, what we, what we predict either way.
1: Um, yeah, I would say it's not really, it's kind of like a guider for life. I wouldn't say it's like necessarily super accurate all the time. Right, um, but it's but, more of a guide. Yeah, it is like a little self-reflection thing, uh-huh. but I don't really take it too seriously or too drastically. Right. I like to apply that meaning to my life, or if a meaning that I a card that I pull does apply to my life really well, I will think about it a lot. Like the Ace of Swords for me. Like I was telling you, I have that Ace of Swords tattoo on my arm. I have like a single yeah. sword.
0: What is what is the what is the meaning then?
1: Yeah, when I was getting it last year, when I first started doing tarot cards, it basically was mental clarity, logic. So like taking that taking basically what you know you should be doing and applying it to your life and actually doing it Mm -hmm. so for me i kind of was in this point in my life where i wasn't in school because of the pandemic i wasn't going to put myself through that right so i wasn't in school i was just hanging out with my friends a lot i was working but i was just like with my friends a lot and like in uh in work and doing that kind of thing and it was pretty stagnant Mm -hmm. and i knew that like me doing, I was in online school free with Starbucks because they give us free school. Yeah. Which is pretty rad, but yeah, totally,
0: they didn't do that when I was working there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I, I want to go to grad school, be a therapist and that online school program just would not have done anything for me to get there in the back of my mind. I knew that it was a placeholder and I kind of knew I needed to like go to an actual university and over there in California, just so expensive. Um, so now I'm here in Tucson to go to U of A. Um, but that was like something for me that I knew I needed to do. I also was like going through kind of like a little breakup thing and I was like still hung up on it. And I knew I needed to like get over it and like think about like the negative aspect of that whole relationship and like how that wouldn't have worked for me. And Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. really think about it from more of an objective point of view versus like be so personal and like, Oh, I want to like be so mopey about it and like, you know, that kind of thing. And just like for life, I really liked that whole idea. Like, doing what's best for you, obviously, with regard to, like, some regard to, like, other people that you care about, being more Mm self-serving, because I feel like my whole life, I haven't been super self-serving or, like, thought about what I want to do, and that whole thing, because of how religious I grew up and how the rejection of myself was just really present Mm -hmm. in, like, my whole childhood, you know, like, being bi and, like, that whole thing, like, I just suppressed a lot of my personality or, like, how I you know, am and want to be as a person because of that whole religious background that yeah. I was pushed into.
0: You're trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, right? exactly. And I I'll, think we we're always trying to do that throughout yeah. our entire life. Yeah. And that's um, why
1: I think I just like tarot and I like yeah. to do it. And, you know, if people ask, I will like my friend, Kuberto, he's getting into it and he like asked me to help him. And I'm like, yeah, I'll totally help you. Cause it's a whole self journey, you know, right. and if I can like help somebody that like wants to like discover more about themselves or like use like a third party source to like, you know, come for like give these little things and like have, think about it in your own life and like in your own terms. Right. Like, I think that's cool and I would totally love to do that and you yeah. know, I want to be a therapist so if I can like give people a way to like, obviously if I'm like in therapy, I'm not gonna like recommend tarot cards but like, right. you know what right. I mean? Like, but
0: it's, a, but it's a way that you can gain some, Maybe um, it's not something that you should necessarily put a ton of stock in, but doing your own reading can kind of start an internal conversation with yourself about what these things could possibly mean. Yeah. Right? Or
1: even if you're drawing one card over and over again, like right. I was with the Ace of Swords, there is some chance in it. Right. So if you are getting a card a lot of times, it's kind of like, that's kind of weird. Like, why am I getting this card a right. lot? So it's like, you can think about that meaning more. Yeah. So I just I think, think it
0: means you need to go to Vegas.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, <I> was... <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there definitely is like some internal discourse that can be had and right. like some reflection, which I think is good. And especially when, as you meet new people, I like to say that like every person's a teacher. Right. So like when my friends are going through breakups or whatever, I'm always like, well, what did you like learn from this relationship? Like yeah. what was meaningful to you in it? Yeah. Because, you know, in a few years you're going to look back on it like, wow, like, X, Y, and Z happen, like why didn't I do this, and that's because now you have different knowledge than you did then,
0: yeah, you've got a more more diverse um sort of set of learnings, yeah, exactly,
1: right. so that's like something so coming out of that whole like religious background, it's like, wow, what did I learn, and it's like I learned a lot about that religion, and like I learned a lot about like that whole side of you know I guess people that have those moral beliefs it's just kind of like well what do i believe now and like looking at the difference and like how different i am like right. why is that you know it's yeah. pretty
0: it's more of an exploration uh for you the tarot is this is how you're exploring this
1: say that it is like a different venture that i'm currently taking right. i mean obviously it's like i don't know in a few years i might not be in, into it anymore right um
0: you also mentioned spirit crystals yeah or is I, it spirit I do. or is it just crystals
1: crystals yeah just like i do have crystals too i mean i guess with tarot it kind of is like a combo right um, right
0: i never got into the crystals por- yeah portion.
1: i don't know if it's a placebo effect or like what the deal is obviously i don't like fully fully 100% like believe in it it is like something of nature right. so i think that that is kind of cool i don't know like when I was going through that breakup thingy, like last year or whatever, I had like this thing of Ruby Kyanite, which is supposed to be like self healing. And like, you're connecting with like your higher being and it's supposed to like promote all this positive energy into your life. Mm -hmm. And I started like carrying it with me literally everywhere all the time. I never took it off of me. And I did start to like, think like, Oh my God, like better about myself and like kind of have like noticed more of the positive energies in my life. But I mean, that could also be because like, subconsciously I was looking for that. You know what I mean? Because I always had it on me.
0: Whether or not it was placebo or not, just the fact that it worked, that's the focus. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I feel like human beings always want something to rely on or look to. People just don't want to be alone. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that, like you were saying earlier with the King James Bible and everything, like everybody wants to have somebody there for them. Right. And I feel that religion, it would be nice if I believed in it. I feel like my life would be not i don't know about better it's like the level that i was at was too much right. if i was like some type of sort of practicing i don't know like christian or something maybe i would be happier in my life or right. i wouldn't be like any sort of way but also like coming from already being like the ignorance is taken from me you know what i mean mm-hmm. i i can't go back to that i don't think just because of how i am now and like the stuff that i have like learned in class about mm-hmm. like just like everything in the, society that's wrong <laughs> you right, know what i mean right.
0: but but the social implications of of things that have happened in the name of religions and the name yeah
1: of, that's i think the the whole context of people trying to thinking that they're doing good by their religion but then they're hurting you know like colonialism is just right, like an right. example that like or, everybody knows that that's that was super wrong and just, terrible just
0: wars, and in general too right I yeah mean, based words based around religions and what who's right, who's wrong, and yeah. I mean I, I don't understand that part of it. I understand wars and territories and things like that in a risk kind of game standpoint. You remember the game risk, the board game? Yeah. You had the different things. Yeah. And you had to take over the countries and you don't want this country, you don't want to get stuck in Australia or whatever. But it makes sense, but I mean there have been a lot of violence that has occurred, not just wars, in the name of a religion. It's polarizing. I don't think that's what society needs in general. I mean, they need to be accepting and not label everything and not say that, you know, we're right, you're wrong kind of thing. But that's just, I think that might just be human nature, unfortunately.
1: I just don't think that I would ever go back to it just because of the homophobia, misogyny, and just all those things. It's an organization. It's a business at this point. I've realized.
0: Although let me, let me just say, I do know there is, um, the guy who married my father and mother is this Catholic priest, Mm -hmm. I guess, but he is gay and always has been gay Mm -hmm. and has been, and has worked, um, through the, well, the, the projects He, he went and he did a lot of you know his missionary work, and he spoke yeah. at, in in the south side of, or like, um, not the north north side of Chicago. the 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 housing projects, really low income, mm-hmm. a lot of violence, things like that. And we went to, you know, since my stepmother was Catholic, we went to one of his sermons and stuff. But I thought the church was changing as far as acceptance. Are they not?
1: In the past like few years, I can't really speak on that just because right. I haven't kept up with it. Uh-huh. But when I was in high school, I know that people like that that are openly gay are almost used as guinea pigs, I feel, okay. for the church to be like, look, we aren't homophobic. We right. have this person that's gay.
0: Right, so it's like it's a token. Kind yeah,
1: of. I know for at least the knowledge that I have currently, that if you're gay you should remain celibate because God wants oh, you to be so, a celibate okay. human by making you gay gotcha. or if you're choosing to be gay es- choosing right. to be gay uh, then God wants you to be celibate in that S- sense or you should be celibate.
0: Okay. So so what you're saying is even if you're a gay pastor as long as you're celibate
1: I've heard old Catholic high school teachers that, you know, if you're gay, maybe God wants you to be a priest and to stay celibate because priests have to be celibate anyway. Right.
0: So what you're saying is that could have been, I mean, he's still religious and that's what he, that's what he believes because I, he is dating.
1: Okay. So being gay isn't wrong. It's the act of having sex with somebody of the same sex that is wrong and sinful. Okay. So basically but you, if can you repent, proclaim to be gay but you shouldn't have sex okay
0: but if you have sex see i never understood the whole thing it's, it's people it's, people make people make mistakes and then they repent or, or whatever yeah. And and that's okay because they were they deviated and then now that they're i mean I yeah, yeah. basically
1: you want to try to sin as less as you can or You know what I mean? Like, you just don't (laughs) want to sin. So it's kind of like if you're having sex outside of marriage with the same person, there's these things called mortal sins it's like a category of sin that's like this is terrible terrible mortal sin like it's like a level two sin essentially (laughs) like you know what i mean like no sins had levels well it's basically like a sin that like if you do it you're basically going to go to hell right it's guaranteed if you don't repent for it you will go to hell if you do that and i think if i'm not mistaken that that is one of them having sex outside of marriage or same sex it also like the attraction, because the whole thing is, it's like, okay, well, Jesus was tempted because technically in the Bible, Jesus was tempted by sin. He just didn't act on it. Right. So it's the act that is wrong. But there's like a like a whole thing of like, oh well, gay people are just choosing to be gay and they just want to do that. Right. Like you know, well, obviously I mean, that's, it's like yeah. that's where it's like homophobic and also the fact that you're not gonna you're gonna tell gay people like, no, you can't have sex yeah. even though you may only be attracted to somebody of the same sex. That's just so weird and yeah. wrong and i don't understand
0: yeah I, maybe that would be a good conversation to have uh this this guy on the show at some point and talk to him about his path in life well yeah and also um, it's like if and god maybe he isn't you, maybe he isn't anymore i mean maybe, maybe that's what yeah. it is i mean i don't know that, i, I saw him at, i saw him at my dad's service and he talked a lot about politics with my mm-hmm. brother <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice to see him again yeah.
1: um it's a paradox because yeah. god made you perfect then why are you gay? if being gay is wrong, you know? Right, right. So you can
0: overthink it. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a lot of, uh, gay people out there that are practicing Christians. And right. I know that they use that as an argument, which like, it's a valid argument. And, People uh, practicing religions, other Right, the religious community. Yeah, right. I don't know how, how they refute that. I haven't heard that argument in person, so I wouldn't know. But right. Um, right. yeah, I I just know that it exists. Yeah, you know? and, and
0: I'm sure that there is an argument because there always is, right? Mm-hmm. There always is a passage or something that they use to, which is an interesting thing with tarot. Tarot is you, the learnings that I think that you get from a tarot is up to interpretation Much like, you know, stories, but it is a changing story. It's not, it's, it's every time it's going to be different, right? Yeah. Every time you throw down a, um, throw down. (laughs) Every time, every time you do a a reading, what do you call them? Do you call them readings? I just, yeah, readings. Uh, Because I'd call them throwing down.
1: (laughs) There is, normally how I do readings is I do four cards just to keep it simple there Uh is certain spreads where you can have like 20 cards in it which i have done one of those but it was for i got a new deck and there's an introductory spread that you can do for your new deck so i did like a 20 card spread but it was just for me and it was like the meaning of the deck to me essentially and like what the deck was gonna bring about my life yeah how it would connect to me in my current state um but normally i do four cards and it's past present future and then like advice mm-hmm. and then i always like if i haven't read the person before i will do the whole like okay well the major arcana which is like in a tarot deck you see like the fool the sun the lovers right. those singular um objects in the like the deck realm or whatever in the suit they portray like the universe delving into your life or like reaching down into like impacting your life mm-hmm. so it's things that you can't control that are faded right versus the minor arcana which is the what we were talking about the wands and then the the swords the cups and then um oh my god what the, is, pentacles. the pentacles yes i was like the earth one but um yeah those four they're numbered and everything those are like reflections of the self and things that you can control so that's why they're based off of like the signs mm-hmm. like the star signs kind right. of and they're more connected to the earth um earth water air and fire right. because um they are like self reflection okay. based i guess you could say and so then you
0: got the reversed which is the reverse I actually
1: i don't read reversed oh I, okay. yeah i read straight up i don't know why there was um when i first started getting into tarot i kind of asked i asked my deck like should i read reverse or not and then i pulled like four cards just for me just to see and i had my friend do it for me too because i was with her and all the cards that we got were all upright right so i was like okay i'm just gonna start reading upright from now on also just makes it easier on me which is nice But I know there are people that read reversed and reversed is valid, obviously, but just for me. And
0: it doesn't always mean something negative. It just means that, like, you know, it's just the reverse meaning. Yeah, exactly. So uh,
1: personally, I don't do reverse, but yes, that I know people do do reversed. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, when I was doing readings and stuff, I did do reversed. There are a lot of games out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: None of which you have played.
1: It, probably not I no. would say no.
0: no you said that you did play something uh, for a while there what was the what was the I, game that you played I'm
1: pretty sure it was like GTA GTA or something. Yeah. yeah when I was um, like in middle school early high school I was obsessed with GTA for okay. like a little while <laughs> <laughs> right yeah just
0: on, just playing it on the phone you said or? yeah
1: I think it was just like mobile okay uh, I just think it's like so funny also it's I think it was like Polarizing for me to be like, oh my god, breaking all of society's laws right when I've like only gone to private school at that point for my whole life, and I'd only like, right I hadn't had like crazy fun because I was like right. <laughs> thirteen or fourteen, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Also, a game is just brings up a lot of taboo things. Oh yeah, yeah. So I just yeah, thought that's it was part.
0: Of, that's part of the you know ex- part of the the, uh, the reason yeah, yeah. The, part of the reason why it was created was to to kind of do that. And when Grand Theft Auto came out your groups religious or otherwise would say that this is condoning violence condoning gun violence yeah. condoning all these different things which it's representing those things but mm-hmm. it's not condoning them
1: i was kind of just like 13 14 and just like oh yeah i'm catholic but like not like super in depth with it like i right. got to like be. you got to be yeah, yeah. so i kind of thought it was funny and but right. i mean super peak religious me probably wouldn't have played it right <laughs> if we're being you honest been,
0: yeah you, you would have been like ooh. yeah that's, you know
1: also it's really sad that at one point in my life i was so like oh my god abortion's wrong and like blah blah blah, blah. and like i would just believe all of these things that were fed to me mm-hmm. and just like go and repeat it around too right so it's really i mean i'm glad i'm out of that and yeah. i've done, i'm doing better Um, but yeah, very weird to think about. It
0: it sounds like you're almost like you're in recovery. Is that, is that kind of the, the, the perspective you have on it? Is it sort of a,
1: mm, I would say, yeah, to an extent because I just suppressed so much of my, not my own personality. Like I've had friends and my friend, Roberto, who I was talking about is one of them that knew me then. And now is my friend and like my close friend. And he says like yeah like you've always been like really, like chill and like the way you talk and like the way you think about things is the same but like, now you're just so much more progressive in that sense and everything. Open minded, yeah, yeah. I've always been a pretty non-judgmental person, and I'm sure during that time I was judging some sense. But if somebody came to me and was like, "This happened, blah 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 blah," I would not judge them, and I would be like, "You should go to God." But now I'm kind of try to like guide it more on like well what can you do to like make yourself you know what i mean right right like right. what do you want to do right like, you know how, how
0: can you help yourself yeah or, and like what do um, you
1: think would make you feel better yeah you know or and
0: you can offer your experiences too and say that this is what happened to me but your situation is different and it's a conversation uh, uh instead of a one-way conversation where you're yeah. trying to impart wisdom this is more of your listening and participating in trying to figure something out right
1: yeah and i that's why i'm like i feel like i've always been me yeah but now it's like i'm me and i can really think about like what i want to do and like who i want to be and like what i want to look like like right now i have like red hair and like and i have like four tattoos and like you know i listen to like whatever music i want and like that kind of thing i mean it sounds super bass and whatever but you know, when I was younger, I would never have thought, like, oh, do I want to, like, do that? Or, like, do I want to have colored hair? Or do I want... I would just autom- automatically be, like, no, because what is, God what made is religion, me perfect. Yeah. And what, does like, the say, yeah, what does the religion say? Yeah, it was just say? super all-encompassing for me to, like, live that way. And now it's not. So I kind of can think about, like, the world and, like where do I fit in the world right. as who I am now, yeah. you know? And like, what do I like? And like, it was even to the point where I only would listen to like Christian music. Yeah. So I feel that I am kind of in a recovery almost yeah. to, to an extent, you know?
0: The rapture, was that Was that something? Oh
1: God, that is like, that is so like, okay, well also peak religious me would be like, I'm excited for the rapture because I can see Jesus and I'll be with God again and blah, blah, right. blah, blah. Right. But the rapture is... God will come, take all of the people that are religious and devout enough to be with him in heaven. He will take them up to heaven and their physical body will die and their spirits will go up to heaven and ascend with God. And all of the people that are wrong and that are, you know, like sinners, Yes, sinners. that's the correct word and haven't repented and whatever. They will stay on earth and earth will become hell and or they'll like eventually die and go to hell. It's something along the lines of. Demons are going to rule the earth and I'm not sure if it's God will take the elect first or if he will leave them to endure and then the people that haven't died yet will eventually get taken up with him. It involves the separation of the two. Okay. So the people that are not good enough will eventually go to hell.
0: Is there a a rapture in in all religions?
1: All the religions I want to say that have Jesus involved do believe in some sort of rapture for all christian denominations i know that they believe in the rapture because at the end of the bible it is talked about how jesus will return once again and that is the whole rapture idea which it's pretty terrifying you know the world's gonna end and then they tell you that you should be excited for it because or you should be like looking forward to it because you'll be with your creator again but it's like, why does my creator care about me? Like, I'm literally so minuscule. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing
0: too. It's like, well, then I don't get to...
1: We were talking about the universe before too, like how massive it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. And I'm taking an astronomy class an intro level, but like the Laniakea supercluster that our that galaxy is in uh-huh. is huge and crazy. And it's so massive. And the fact that human beings... Like, I don't want to say think they actually matter, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like can have these thoughts like, well, I perfectly understand my creator and this super being that created the whole entire universe is just crazy to me.
0: Part of that is not acknowledging the fact that that exists too, right? Is that, that to they kind extent. of closed, uh, sort of like, well, you know, God made the universe. I don't know about it, but I know that God made the universe.
1: Well, I feel like it's God made the universe, but he also made me. Which, right. And I get why people think that that is like a token for their faith. Uh-huh. But also, it's kind of ridiculous right. to think that way. Because, I mean, there could be other life out there. It's so massive, we just don't know. You know what I mean?
0: So there weren't any religious stances on video games or anything like that? Or were they? Or, uh, or it's just not something that you did?
1: With like GTA? like Oh, oh no, no, not a GTA, religion, but just
0: or? games in general that just weren't a part of your life?
1: Um, I mean, I like played video games every now and then like i mean i got kind of into fifa like oh, okay. when one of my ex-boyfriends like was super into fifa <laughs> and like so i got i mean it's fun still i would yeah, play it now and yeah. have fun but um I just,
0: I just got a soccer game based on this anime called uh captain Tsubasa <laughs> which is this kid soccer player and like a youth league and he's uh-huh. going up the rankings in this youth league or whatever but it's got these crazy like things that The game itself is just like soccer, but you can do all sorts of like special moves depending on which character you have. So it's like super moves. Yeah, it's so crazy and ridiculous. Like there's one where the guy gets he winds up and he's going to take a a, a shot, and then this big friggin eagle appears behind him, and it's just like. I had
1: a game like that. Oh God. I think for our PlayStation Four. It was a while ago. We had this game where it was like tennis and you could turn giant and like each character had their own strengths and weaknesses and had their own like specialty move, move, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's pretty funny. That's
0: but yeah, the the whole silly like I'm gonna be the best soccer player ever. And it's just like (laughs) games on that. It's different than FIFA. I have played some FIFA Mm -hmm. and it is it is electronic arts' most popular Game. I mean, they they make bank off. I don't doubt just the FIFA games. They could they could probably just make the FIFA game if they wanted to and not put out anything. So it's like anything that doesn't do well, it doesn't really matter because they got FIFA. They got the FIFA license, and a lot of people love playing FIFA.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it was fun when I played it. Yeah, I had a good time. You you know,
0: do you like? uh, Is that the sport you played in in high school? Did you play soccer? I
1: played volleyball basketball and softball okay so i was pretty mm-hmm. i had a lot going on yeah so i played sports all year and then i for volleyball i was like my senior year when it was like that's like your peak athletic ability or whatever <laughs> for me at least it was <laughs> um oh, don't i was tell. like <laughs> i don't, was like don't
0: tell the, those nba athletes that.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um but i was like i mean for an average person i guess right. i don't know that. No, no, I get you. but um i was uh Back starting defensive specialist for volleyball and then basketball i'm small and just not super aggressive so i just was never good at it for softball i was starting right field my like senior year for okay. varsity so i mean that was fun yeah. and i played softball since i was like a little kid my dad played baseball so when i came around he was like oh i'm gonna get her to play softball so we'd like play catch and stuff yeah so that was fun
0: do you watch any sports or no
1: honestly not really i prefer i read a lot so i normally my hobby of choice is to just read okay right now i'm reading like east of eden by steinbeck i'm rereading it you know i got a new edition but (laughs) yeah so that's my Yeah, that's really
0: cool. I remember doing a lot of the, the reading stuff. I don't do it as much anymore. That's kind of what I like about video games. The fact that it can be an interactive story is really appealing to me. It combines story elements and then also actually a participation element. And, you know, that's always been something throughout my life. Like I started out, like I mentioned with my friend Sean, we would go to the arcade, which I eventually worked at. At one point oh, in my life, cool. I used to close up, and then I would uh, sit there and play pinball for about an hour. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done that, that but so funny. yeah. Anyway, I'm repenting, I guess, right? Oh God! <laughs> so, video games has been a—I mean, not really a religion, but it's been—it's been something that's in my life that's just flavored and colored my perspective, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's—that's—it's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? I think also we can have this conversation about religions it's you're on a journey in life and how you're experiencing things and re- just religion and being a part of that was part of that journey yeah and it's not for sure you know it's it's not you're always evolving right yeah exactly, exactly. And, and as long as you're learning stuff
1: yeah and i think stuff like like even tarot yeah and video games it's almost like a form of art because art it's any type of art you're able to like put your life into, like, the gaps of, like, where it fits and, like, interpret it however you want. Uh-huh. So I feel like, you know, getting encompassed in something like video games or, like, you know, thinking about how terror reflects in your own life yeah. and that kind of stuff, it's almost, like, just all forms of art. Right. So right. I don't know. I That's also, I think, why, I like—
0: And storytelling, church. too, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: and the church has—the Catholic Church Christianity has that. Like, the Bible is just a one huge, massive story or a set of stories and, you know, all the icons and art and, like— gold and the pretty skylights and all the stained glass windows and stuff like that you know what i mean right so there is some aspect of all those things in that you know right
0: there is i guess good that can come from religion uh, but there's also bad and it's 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 like life which is a balance right
1: (laughs) yeah there definitely is and i i don't know maybe i just had too much of it and now i'm like i think it's
0: too early to tell Right? yeah exactly I mean, it, it, right now it's like you're you're still very early on in your journey through yeah, life definitely. so it's like you know just focus on the future and focus on what the future holds definitely and if you don't look back to learn I yeah. mean just like reflect on what you've learned yeah you know? and
1: like looking back I mean I don't think I would ever put my name or like my personality or like identity in like something like the church that's such like an organization right so maybe if i did return to christianity i would just stay self-practicing yeah right now i just don't I just think I have too many negative connotations and memories with it. And right, I just right. think it's too, there's too much right now with it. Yeah. Or I'm and, good where I am.
0: And you're in a point now at college where you're trying to learn as much as you can and you're trying to figure things out too. Especially,
1: right? yeah. Being a philosophy major. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah I, I can't I, even imagine. Yeah. I, that I started taking classes with that when I was like 17, yeah. but it was very Catholic centric because I was going to Catholic school and I started taking those classes. So, now that I'm taking them at like a at public a college level, yeah, yeah, like at a college level, public university where everything is discourse and all opinions are welcome, and it's just super like
0: very open, yeah, which is very counter to what it seemed like was happening. Yeah,
1: in I, I don't know. I'm glad for that, and yeah. I enjoy that. Obviously, I wouldn't be taking it, and yeah. I'm also taking it because it looks good for grad school. But you know, right. I enjoy right. it. So well, that's good. Yeah. That's
0: good. I know we didn't really talk a ton about Tarot. <laughs> Or video games this, <laughs> this episode, but we did have a, a pretty uh, amazing discussion about religion and, and learned about okay. you. I really appreciate you joining me on, on this uh, episode. That was thank a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And you're welcome back at any time. Ah, thank you. This has been the Two Vague Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank My you. name is Ben. I am Jenna. Have a great day. Have a good one. Bye.